This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Business storytellers. How's everyone doing today? Today, we want to talk about technology. Now, you may remember my opinion about technology. It changes all the time. Two years ago, I told you, you just need an iPhone. And here's the thing. You only do need an iPhone. Get started. Now, when you look at my background today, I got a physical background behind me. I got all this stuff happening. I got an iPad in front of me, iPad Pro, nonetheless. Uh, you know, I got a light over here. I got two lights over there. So I'm bought in that equipment matters. But if you are planning on listening and watching today's show to use for everything we're talking about as an excuse to not get started, you're not in the right place. It's not an excuse if you don't have a big light. It's not an excuse if you don't have a mic. You can get started either way. But let's talk about equipment today. What do you do? What do you think about? What do you do? Uh, you know, wh where do you spend your money first? And that's actually one thing I did. I spend my money one thing at a time. I bought a camera. I bought a little bitty ring light. I bought a big ring light. And then I bought other stuff. Today's guest. Junaid Ahmed, he is a tech enthusiast, passion for storytelling and problem solving. He's a podcast host, um, frequently shares his thoughts and expertise on what equipment should you use. Let's get him on the show here. Welcome. Good to see you today. Hey, Christoph. So good to see you and so excited to be here. That's that's great to hear, and I really appreciate you making time. So let's talk about your passion for when it comes to technology. What's uh, what's driving you? And so I've been involved with the tech for the past three decades. I, I absolutely love it. I got introduced to my first computer back in '92, and I was like, "This is really interesting, really exciting." So I've been in that world for that long, and I was building computers. I was assembling machines. I was playing with this for so long. What's really exciting about technology is that it's always changing. So you're always excited. You're always figuring out new things and figuring out, oh, how did they come up with that? I'm always tinkering inside. So that's what got me really interested in the technology space. That's awesome. And I'm not building any computers or anything like that. What's interesting to me, though, is the trigger word you said is build things, right? And and kind of when I talked, I know we don't have the white shot today. Maybe we should have set that up, but but mm -hmm. we didn't. So we're moving forward. But, you know, that's kind of what I did. You know, I like, oh, I need this. Oh, I like how to, how to put it on my desk. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like to have the light on a tripod. So I slowly build my setup based on what I like. I mean, that's yeah. kind of... Uh, you hinted at that as a as a model, I guess. Absolutely. You you start from like like you were mentioning earlier. You don't have to go out and get everything, and then be like, "Oh, how do I put all of this together?" You got to start slow. You got to take the number one step 
okay, what's the first step that I can do to start creating content? Well, we already have the most powerful camera in the universe <laughs> and it's already in our pocket, right? So use what we got and then upgrade and add to that setup as you go along. Now, it took me about about a year to dial in everything that I have in my studio. But yeah, build on top of the things that you already figured out. Yeah, and that's interesting to me too. But how do you decide where to start? So I'm trying to think back where I started. So, I mean, I had a little bitty light mm -hmm. and I used, I think I really just used my iPad and my iPhone when it comes to the camera and the mic. Then I used my AirPods Pro, mm -hmm. maybe just regular AirPods, but they weren't truly a podcasting or live streaming purchase, right? Because yeah. I just bought them to go to the gym. Yeah. So like, what's the first thing you need to buy? Is it, is it a mic? I mean, Audio is so important, right? I mean, if the yeah. audio isn't good, nobody's going to listen to it. Absolutely. The audio is my number one recommendation as well. You know, you got to be able to sound good. You are you got to be able to the people watching your video, your content should be able to hear you loud and clear. So my first purchase was let me go get a microphone to get this podcast started. But then guess what? I didn't use that microphone for for a whole <laughs> year because I was too afraid. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to sound on here. So I just started the bare minimum. I started my podcast and recorded it on my iPhone because we had the capability to do that. Yeah, and that's um, that is interesting. That's kind of how I started everything, quite mm -hmm. frankly. You know, I just had my iPhone. So why were you scared though of the the the, the microphone just because it was like so high end or like you didn't know how to set it up? That's you know one thing I hate when I buy new equipment and it says easy to assemble, and I'm like, what are they talking about? This is super difficult. So this mic that I have now is indeed super easy to assemble. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like I could do it. And then you yeah. hook it up to the, the desk. And I'm I'm a big fan of having everything hooked up. So yeah. I don't know, you, you probably can't tell, but I got a standing desk, right? So today mm -hmm. I'm standing. And when I move the desk up, everything moves up. Yeah. The, the framing changes. But why, what took you, what took a year? Um, I was trying See, it all comes down to time, right? You can buy all the equipment that you want, but if you don't have enough time to spend with it, you can't. So the reason it took me a year to actually start using my microphone was, well, I was mostly traveling. I was mostly commuting and recording it, recording an episode of a podcast on my phone, which was a lot easier for me to do. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to record my podcast on my iPhone the upgrade I did do for the microphone space on there is that I got a USB microphone that had, you know, a noise canceling capability and connected to my iPhone, my iPad. So while I'm driving back and forth from work, I was recording my podcast episode through, uh, you know, on the mobile device. But then when I was yeah, back that... in the studio and doing in person or recording conversations and and interviews that's when i started then using the microphone so that's interesting too because you always have to think about what's your setup right so 
I used to do my iPhone very similar all mm -hmm. the time because I was traveling, you know, and then sometimes I would have a little lavalier mic, which kept yeah. breaking or I put it somewhere I couldn't find it or whatever it might be. And so that didn't work to an extent. But honestly, you can just use your iPhone, just hold it up to people's face. Right. And it sounds fantastic. I mean, yeah. it really does. Yeah. But now the last 16 months or whatever it's been, who knows, 10 years here, right? <laughs> Thank you, COVID. I mean, I've been at home, right? So I actually set up my studio mm -hmm. and like right here, I got this virtual backdrop. I got the lights and everything. Um, so I kind of like it. I like how it sounds. I like how easy it is. I like yeah. how it feels. Um, so I probably could go back to traveling. I don't know if that ever happens. We'll see. But um, and, and go back to the iPhone or when I'm out and about and record stuff. But I also like the setup I have now. I think yeah. it sounds good. It sounds better. I was joking. I said, if I have to go to an in-person meeting, do I have to bring a light? <laughs> you know what I mean? Really, really so, excellent question. Yeah. So so how do you decide, though? Like, so when you start, you know, mm -hmm. like, is the mic the first purchase? And, and like, I mean, how? what are we looking at? Like, what kind of mic do we need? How fancy does it need to be yep so that's a great question so getting started the first thing that you want to focus on is what's the message that you're trying to deliver does it require video yes video enables us to make a really good connection so on the video let's not say you're using your iphone your smartphone you still got to provide good lighting so before you even buy a microphone, because our phones do a really good job in capturing that audio, especially now that they have three different microphones, one to record your voice, others to block out everything else. Lighting is the first thing that I would purchase, right? You already got good audio from your phone. Let's bring in the light to your scene. Light up your scene so that people can actually see because they can already hear you. And then let's say you want to, anyways, you, you mentioned the lav mic. That did a really good job. It's close to the subject. It's close to the source of audio that is your mouth. So that one does a great job. So it might, a, a good price, you know, $20 max lav mic that's wired into your phone or wired into a recorder. Oh, there's another piece of it, equipment. Good lighting. Uh, and if you don't have good lighting, you don't need to buy a light. You can go in front of a window, add some curtains on it, so then it's softening the light that's coming through. And voila, you've got a pretty good starting set. Yeah, so that's interesting too. So when, when it comes to lighting, for the longest time ever, I just found the best well-lit place nearby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never actually got to the point where I uh, had a traveling light that I thought worked. I mean, I had like the little bitty round one, but how, how big, what, what kind of equipment, what kind of light do you recommend when people are traveling? I mean, is it just one of those things like you can put around your phone or, or how does that look? What's the best setup? Um, see, in those kind of situations, depending Number one, the first thing that you want to do is record daytime, right? Record in the daytime because there's plenty of free light available. Find a shade, find some place that you can record. Now, those itty-bitty lights, 
they look really great in the in the products uh, shots that they show you. But when you're actually using it, it does like wait it. My shots don't look the same way that they showed me in the product shot because what? those are product shots. They're you know they're marketing shots. So depending on, I think the loom cubes are really good because they have a good number of lumens coming out of it. You know anywhere from a hundred to two hundred lumens, maybe even higher. Now don't quote me on the the numbers, but that's those are some of the things. Uh, some of the lights that you can start with the loom cube, you know, for $60, you got a really nice cube that you can attach to your phone as well. Will work really nicely in nighttime or, uh, you know, evening time. Again, it's all comes down to, Hey, what time of the day can I record this content? Should I be recording it? So that's, that is one thing when I noticed that this, the first time, how, how my lighting could really use some work because I was giving a keynote in Singapore mm-hmm. and of course it was virtual. So it was like 10 30 PM my time. And of course it was dark here yeah. and I just didn't look right. I mean, there's a, there's an actual window right mm-hmm. over there. So the sun is coming in yeah. um, even though I'm a little ways away from it now, but um, that's when I noticed, you know, how do I make myself um, look a little better? The other thing when it comes to lighting, people always ask, Oh, how do I get the ring light out of my glasses? So do you see do you see the ring light in my glasses? Do you I see don't them? see it. I don't see it right now. No. You don't see them. So the reason you don't see them, and this I think people forget about this. So I have one light over here mm-hmm. that basically shoots up and then it lights up the background behind me. Mm-hmm. And then I have a huge ring light over there. So it's actually not right in my face. Yeah, And I think sometimes people need to remember that just because you're trying to light yourself, that doesn't mean you need to put it right in your face. And I think the ring lights in your glasses, or I mean, you don't wear glasses, I, I guess, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, it's just very, I mean, it's not a very good experience for the viewer. Right, it's not. And it's also distracting if you see, if you're looking at yourself in the camera and after the fact, you're recording, you know, you're looking at your recording, you're like, I wish I could take those lights out and the simplest solution, either you put it far away or you raise it high enough so that it does not reflect in your glasses. You point it out. So high enough is a good tip. I do that too. Right now, like in this setup, when I'm standing six, four, the higher doesn't go because it actually (laughs) does go about this high. It goes Mm -hmm. pretty high, um, but it doesn't go any higher. Right. Right. Can move um, when it comes to technology, though, um, how do you uh, let's say you have guests on? What's your philosophy there? So, for example, I mean, you have a good setup, I have a good setup, and I've actually been on shows before. I think Jay Bear does it mm-hmm. on his show, um, and he used to send people a microphone to record <laughs> it so it sounds good. Uh, I mean, what's your philosophy on that? You know, when, when the host sounds really good and the guest mm-hmm. sounds terrible how do you get around that well that's a great uh, great question what i've done is when people sign up to be guests on my podcast i'll send them that first email and tell them hey if you don't already have good equipment you can go buy this 15 dollar uh headset microphone that's gonna that's got built-in voice uh what do you call that 
noise reduction, and it's going to connect directly to a USB or on your computer so that we can hear you properly. And this, that's what that's been my recommendation. And some other recommendations that have, even though, okay, let's, let's say they got good audio, a lot of the time that when they're talking, there's echo in the rooms because they haven't treated their walls or they're in a very open space. I'll tell them, hey, just drop some blankets around you so that we providing more less surface area for the voice to bounce off of. I think the room is very difficult to remember, honestly. And I actually, I, um, I was working on a project where um, they had set up a podcast room, mm -hmm. but as the name says, it's for podcasts. It's not yep. for live streams. It's so, stream. you know, it doesn't look good. So I think my background looks good. I think your background mm -hmm. looks good. But in a when I had like a like a, a audio studio, you know, 15 years ago, think yeah. about that, right? Um, <laughs> like it wasn't designed to look good. It was just designed right. to go in there and record the audio. So that's another thing to think about is because I, I my prediction is so what we're doing here in case in case you guys aren't aware, we're live on all these different channels. It's it's going on DBNA television um, in a few days. So that goes on TVs, Roku, et cetera, et cetera. And then the podcast version goes just audio only. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a trend that more and more podcasters will do video versions, even if they don't do video live streams, even though I think they right. should, quite frankly. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so how do you, um, how, 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 do, how does that work? You know, you, you set up your room for good audio, but how do you set up your room for good visuals? Absolutely. So, the the program that I go through is let's figure out where you're located in your room. Where, where are you going to be recording this video from, right? So look at where the windows are. Look at where the doors are. You don't want any doors in your shot because what if people are walking in? Uh, what if you have stuff hanging on there? So just analyze the entire room, analyze the space that you're going to be in recording your video, and then figure out, okay, this is where I can put the lights up. This is where the window is. So this is where I want the camera to face, not face at, you know, be the back of the camera. And it's going to be providing good lighting to me and then have audio blankets around me to absorb the sound. I've got some nice backdrop. Like this is actual physical background and my cameras are not working. <laughs> There was just it just a little disappeared bit. for a second. That is actually behind you, right? It's a physical background. Yeah, this is like a physical this. background that I can walk into um, that I set up in such a way. And I have uh, a camera in the back that's not activating right now. Uh, and I was looking at, like, okay, where is my camera? And, yeah, it's it's not uh, turning on right now. But it it shows you my entire setup, where the lights are located, how they're mounted, and that enables me to come in here, press the record button, and start recording video, so that I can I can spend less time finagling with that stuff. You know, I spent a whole six months to a year to tweaking all of this stuff out. So now I can just focus on the content. I can focus on the educational materials, the stuff that I want to teach. Right. So spending that time upfront totally makes it so much easier yeah and you know and here's the other thing 
I finagle my stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about, do I want a different physical backdrop? Where do I move the lights? Where do I, how do I set up this? How do I do this? Where do I put my phone? Right now, I'm actually, I'm going to show you guys. I'm actually holding the iPad Pro in my mm. hand, right? This is how I'm producing the show. Yeah. <laughs> when you see me look down, I'm literally standing here, right? And I'm pushing the buttons, Yeah. you know, like here, I'm getting rid of this uh, Twitter handle. I'm putting it back on. I'm putting on a, you know, unmute to hear us, whatever it might be. Yeah. But I'm actually doing that on my iPad. And, you know, so that's another thing to think about. Um, fiddling with things never changes. Now, no. when companies try to do this, do they need a whole nother room? Like, I mean, some companies, or even when I'm, I mean, I'm in Iowa, we got plenty of space in Iowa, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking about my friends in New York City, they have no space at all, right? They're not right. going to be able to set up a, um, a studio in their mm -hmm. studio apartment. Right. Uh, how do you do it when you don't have enough room or when you could use more room? Well, so for like what you're doing, right? You're using a green screen or you're using a screen that then replaces or blocks out anything else that's not there. That's a definitely a route to go for people to use, you know, a green screen. But what I what I try to help with is like, okay, what physical space do you have? How can we maximize <clears throat> that physical space? Because you want to be able to do use multiple things in here. Uh, or, you know, be able to because the reason I set up my station, my little office over here, the way that I have it, is so I have three kids. They come here. They're running around. I actually have a swing hanging uh, from the top bar over here where I have the the hair light because I want it to be an actual working space. I can come in here, do other projects back here because I want to maximize this little room. Um, people who are in smaller spaces, yes, absolutely. There's so many different ways that you can set up your camera, set up your desktop so that you're using a wall or using a window or a fireplace or whatever's in your background. You know, you just personalize it just a little bit, spend just a little bit time on, you know, figuring out how you want to be set up. And once you have that information, once you thought through it, every time that you go and set up a new location, you're going to think through those same steps. I'm like, hey, I want to apply those same analogies, same rules, so that I can set up this room over here the right way. So certainly, you know, as I mentioned, we do have uh, plenty of room in Iowa, but we don't have endless room either. So I set up my office. So what, I, what you're seeing me in is actually my office. Mm -hmm. So when I'm in a minute, you know, when we're done here and I'm going yeah. back to writing or editing podcasts or whatever I'm working on for the rest of the day, mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm still in the same spot. The physical backdrop is still behind me. Everything right. is still the same. The only difference is I'm turning that light off because I don't need that light on. But the other light, it actually fits and I like it. So, so again, I'm, I'm maximizing my space as well, but it certainly takes up more room than just my my laptop yes. you know like i just travel with my laptop no I, absolutely and when i first started i had multiple tripods i had to move the desk back so the tripods f could fix fit in place i had a tripod for everything lights cameras microphones right and then i eventually started moving to mounting everything on my desktop mounting stuff on it in the ceiling so now 
there's minimal footprint and I can have kids running around without knocking stuff over. Kids or cats in my, or cats. In my, <laughs> or cats in my scenario. But um, I'm actually a big fan of that too. As much as I can hook up to my desk and mm. it's just, it's on the desk and it's right there, relatively compact. Yes. Absolutely. Now in company, do you recommend that companies set up a space in their office if they have an office or, or how do you, I kind of keep back and forth on that. And I, there was somebody, I think it was Gallard the Rach, mm-hmm. who, who posted on LinkedIn and said, oh, we're recording podcast in person again. And I'm like, in person again. That's a really good point. I hadn't done yeah. that in like two years now, you know. And and I don't know that I want to. I don't. I think it's easier just to be where I am, you know, and yeah. go from there. Um, but do you think companies should set up like a studio? People can come in and they can record it there together? Or what's the what's your philosophy there? I think if they have the space, if they have the space to go and do it, have a dedicated space, they've got their branding, they've got the lights and colors, everything's dialed in just the way they want. So now the only thing is changing the person, the story that they're telling. They can go in there, sit down for an hour, record a ton of videos, then you can have the next person come in, record a ton of video. Now you hand it off to the production team and now they can take out the stuff and you know, produce that stuff and that's then available to the rest of the, to the crowd and market. I think that's totally, totally uh, doable because that's going to enable them to focus more on the content that they're delivering than figuring out, Oh, I want to set, I want to do this live right now, or I want to do this blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it just makes, just takes out the friction. Now you have a space. You're like, I can go in there and get it done and I'm out of there. It's so true. And so I do Amazon product videos about three a day, roughly, mm-hmm. because I'm still kind of catching up. Yeah. And I'm telling you, because I don't have to move anything. I don't have to set anything up. It makes it so much easier, right? So oh each God, video yeah. is like two minutes. And doing three takes me less than 10 minutes, maybe 15, yeah. including the uploads. So mm-hmm. absolutely, the easier you can make it, the better. Hey, it was my pleasure to have you on the show. I always learn new things. Uh, really glad we connected, um, and thank you for sharing your insights. Absolutely, uh, Christoph. This was a really fun chat. You know, we go back, going back to where we started and how, just giving it a go because a lot of the time the friction is in all around uh, figuring out. Oh, I want to, I want this, I want this, I want this. No, 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 no. Just start with what you have because guess what? When a kid is born. They're like, oh, I need, I need to get shoes to start walking. I need to get socks. No, they don't, right? They don't even think about any of that. They just start crawling. They start walking. And then we add on to our complexity as we go, you know, as we get older. So starting your studio, starting your podcast, starting whatever it is, just the first thing is just get started because as you go, you're going to learn and you're going to enhance and get better at it. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Hello. Hi. Are you still there? I have a special offer for you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My going live book is now available on Amazon.com. 
And if you're in the United States, I'm happy to send you a signed copy, which you can order at paypal.me forward slash C-T-R-A-P-P-E, C-T-R-A-P-P-E forward slash 12. Thanks for your interest. If you're not in the United States, I can't send you a signed copy, but of course you can order on Amazon.com.